Do you mind if I ask you a couple questions and we'll see if we use it? Because yeah, for sure. Early on, you talked about um, promising to be around more for your family. Did Do you feel pressure even today about the promises that you've made that sometimes are even hard to, to even though your intentions are pure, they're hard to, um, to fulfill? you feel pressure? So following that, yeah, I, I definitely do feel like there's a level of pressure. And it's not that anybody else actually places that pressure on me. It's the level of pressure that I've placed on myself to actually show up for people. I think one of the things for me is it's so important for me how other people feel. I'm very empathetic in the way that I move about my life. And so what that means is historically in my life, when I've seen other people in pain, whether it's a family member or even somebody that I just happened to be coming across, a lot of times I used to feel responsible for that. So I moved in a way where I put that pressure on myself, even if it was just to give a little bit. I tried to give what I could, but I got to a place where I had given so much of myself. I didn't have anything left for me. And so now I have to navigate those situations in a much more balanced way just to make sure I don't get to that place where I'm dealing with chronic stress and all of these other things that I learned that I was dealing with and didn't really understand during the process of me going through it. You talked about walking into the dark and smelly room, if you will. Mm -hmm. Do you still feel like there are times you have to go into that room? There's definitely a lot of times when I feel like I have to go into that room just because in my family situation, even in my situation, there's so many other things that have historically happened that in dealing with many of those things, there's consequences or repercussions, I should say, that come as a result of those things. Um, like I said earlier, my brother is locked up and that's some of the, some of the things that I have to deal with every single day because you know, I have conversations with him all the time. Again, he calls me little big brother. So part of going into that room is doing things like that. But in addition, I realized like during my journey that I had picked up so many of other people's bags that I'm walking and carrying everybody else's bags. Meanwhile, I turn around and my bag is still on the ground. And so I felt like I had to compartmentalize about 15 to 20 years of time and put it into two or three, which is what happened over the last couple of years. So in understanding all of that and, and really examining situations for what they are. I definitely feel like I have to go into that room at times and get accustomed to that smell at times. But what I've learned is you can only stay in that room for a certain amount of time. Otherwise, you do more damage to yourself. I'm in a unique situation that I, I know you. And in the time that I've always known you, you've always been eternally optimistic. Knowing you and how optimistic you are, how do you maintain that optimism and how do you do it? How do you be genuine about it when when the storm is heavy? Yeah, I think the, the toughest part is not only remaining optimistic for yourself, but remaining optimistic for people that you feel responsible for, too. So in doing so, I have this process where I wake up each day and I do 30 or 45 minutes of meditation. And following that, I do 150 to 200 push-ups every day. And I, and I write in my journal every single day what I'm grateful for. And I write out affirmations and I write out what I plan to accomplish every single day. And I 
I actually did it again this morning when I walked in, walked in here just to have this conversation. And I made it specific to when I came in here because I wanted to feel the energy that was in this room. But that's sort of part of my process in going through all those things to be optimistic. Part of that is just being grateful for the time that is now and being present in this moment because there are so many times I'm worried about what happened yesterday and worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. But when you can operate in a place of presence that literally changes the energy and allows you to be grateful for all those things you've already overcome, but continue to be optimistic about what the future holds as well. Would you say that gratitude has been your most important tool in healing then? Gratitude has definitely been my most important tool in healing. And the reason for that is when I think back to all of these situations, I'm grateful for the memories that I had with my brothers. I'm grateful for the memories that I had with the rest of my family as we all went through this together. And I think one of the biggest messages I try to relay to people is, I'm not a victim in all of this. Um, it just happens to be part of life. It happens to be part of my life, part of my story. But the beautiful part about it is because I've gone through this, my family has gone through this, it allows me to operate in the capacity where I'm able to help way more people because I've been able to experience a level of pain, a level of anxiety, a level of stress. Not that I necessarily wanted that, but I've gone through that. And through gratitude and affirming who I am and reassuring my family that everything's going to be okay. And us doing that for each other has allowed us to continue to heal and continue to grow. And I think the second piece of that is really just being transparent about the entire experience, which is why we're sitting here today. And being vulnerable in those moments that require me to be vulnerable. Because so many years I went through this in my life where I felt like I couldn't fail anybody. I couldn't fail in front of anybody. I had to be perfect. I remember the first time I made a B on my report card. I cried on the phone with my mom because I was supposed to be like this perfect kid, but this perfect kid made a B on his report card. And like those moments still sit with me because I felt like I had to do that my entire life. And I realized now at 33 years old, that was never really the case. I just needed to be transparent and share with people what I was actually going through and I'm able to do that more now. And I think it's more helpful that people see that versus them having this image of perfection in their head. So I'm grateful for all of that. So you no longer feel like you have to be perfect? Absolutely not. Because I'm not. <laughs> you said that um, essentially you lost your heart too when you lost your brother. That loss and grief took that from you. How did you feel you have your heart back in some capacity? And how did you get it back? Hmm. Do I feel like I have my heart back? That's a tough question to answer, to be honest, because there are so many things that changed over the last few years for me. Obviously, there's a heart there that's still beating. There's a heart that still allows me to live and operate. But I think there, there's a piece of it where it just feels like something's missing. So that's the, the toughest part I think I have to deal with. Obviously, I still feel whole, but I can't share moments with my brothers again, with my uncles again. Um, I can't share those moments. So I, I do feel like my heart is back and I've learned how to love myself in a completely different way because I wasn't throughout that process loving myself 
in the right way. So it's a challenging question because, yeah, my heart is still there, but there's certain aspects of my life where I realize there's things that just simply aren't the same. But that means I have to give myself love in a completely different way. A lot of people probably are in the middle of the storm, similar to the ones you went through to some capacity. And they're probably not going to want to sit down and watch a podcast because they're discouraged or angry. If you had just 30 seconds or less to look at those people who are going through what you felt or just similar to what you felt, what would you say to them? What I would say to people who are actually going through the storm right now is that life is going to throw a lot of things at you. Life will continue to throw a lot of things at you. But if you just sit there and take it and you don't rise up for yourself, rise up for the people that you love, life will just continue to get worse and worse for you. Not necessarily that you will get to a place where you just want to cut things off, but if you allow yourself to sit into or sit in that dark room, it's not going to serve you the way that you need to in order to move forward. So if you really want to change your life, if you really want to transition to a space where you have the opportunity to figure out what your best self looks like, actually know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. There's a brighter day behind all of this darkness that you're experiencing. All of these moments when you're unsure about what the future looks like, when you don't know how you can move forward. I'm telling you from the other side of what I went through, Things do get better as long as you keep moving forward and keep showing up for yourself and the people that you love. Oh, man, it's going to hurt, but it won't kill you. <laughs>